to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, I am getting this out a little late today. It's been kind of one of those crazy weeks. But I want to dive in and talk to you about how how creating conversations in your business and in your marketing is going to save you so much time and so much money. But besides that, it's actually going to make you stand out and develop longer term sales opportunities with people that want to do business with you. And so I'm sure you've heard um, more than once that uh, people buy from people that they know, like, and trust. And the easiest way to develop trust is to, I don't know, simply have a conversation. Only the rest of the world, it seems like, is out there um, not having a conversation. They are talking, I, I, I go out and I kind of do parat, uh, sporadic like reviews of marketing. And what I'm finding is that there's so many people talking at people and they don't ask conversations, they don't ask questions, they don't have conversations, they just want to immediately jump in and have you buy their stuff. And so one of the most prevalent places that this happens, and I'm sure it's happened to you, is in messages. So whether you're on Instagram or Facebook or even LinkedIn, I'm sure on more than one occasion, you have gotten some sort of unsolicited message in your message on that platform. And it usually starts out with, hey, I can help you with, or have you checked out my, or um, I have this to offer, or whatever it might be. And most people are just like, uh, no, swipe delete. And so we don't want to be those people. We we want to get in front of people and create conversations, create connections. And we, and if you don't know, in case you don't know, it is much easier and much um, more economical to keep the customers you have and offer them an, an experience that they talk about than it is to constantly go out and get new customers. Well, the only way you can do that is to get to know your customers. For example, I was on a call this morning with a guy that I'm working with um, in the UK. Wonderful, so awesome. And um, we were talking about what kind of lead magnet he should create for his website. And he's like, oh, well, we, we should try this one, but we're also tossing around this one. And I was like, wait a minute, stop the presses. Um, I said, why don't you have a couple of conversations with people that just attended your previous workshop and bought from you and ask them what would be helpful to them before they, you know, either move forward and try to do more on their own or would have been helpful before they ever walked into a training session with you. And I said, because at that point, we're not, we're not guessing anymore. We're having a conversation about what people really need and what they really want. And yes, it takes a little bit more effort. And yes, it takes a little bit more um, time to ramp that up. But then you know that you're creating something that people actually want. And you're not just putting it out there and having crickets of people that are like, I don't care about that. I don't want it. And I don't even know what that is. And so um, creating those conversations because we are in a time where everything is shifting. The way business is done is shifting. The way people show up to um, employment and choosing employment options is shifting. Um, and the world is shifting and we have to be prepared for that as business owners. And so if you are having a hard time standing out and you you know, don't get people reading your emails and you don't get people, um, you know, wanting to move further with you in your sales cycle, it could be because they, one, they don't trust you. And two, you haven't put in the effort to create conversations with them. 
And so I put together this episode so that we could dive into some of the things that you can do to create conversations that are going to help you stand out in their mind. And um, my mentor, one of my mentors, um, one of the one of his favorite things to say is marketing is an exercise in memorization. If you if you're familiar with Don Miller at all, that's one of the quotes he uses all the time. And it has stuck in my head because it's so true. People think they can show up in front of their audience once or twice, and they're going to just magically remember who they are. And that's not the case. You have to constantly be in front of them and give them a reason to remember you. And creating a conversation is a perfect way for you to do that. So without further ado, um, just as a side note, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm like totally bundled up today because it's really cold out. So I had on a different shirt and I'm like, I have to put on my sweatshirt. So if I'm looking a little bit more cash than usual, that's why. But if you're uh, listening to the, to the podcast, hey, no worries, you won't see any of that. But let's dive into the three tips I have for creating conversations. Then if you stay tuned till the end of this video or the end of this episode, um, I have a bonus for you. So number one is we want to learn how to ask open-ended questions. And a lot of times when we create questions and we are asking questions that we're looking for a yes or a no answer, but if we can have an open-ended question that causes your audience to actually have to respond with more conversation, it becomes easier for you to pick that up and respond to it. So instead of asking, hey, do you like white or wheat bread? I mean, people are going to answer white or wheat it's going to be a one word answer. You can change that to, hey, what are what are the best benefits or what's your favorite type of wheat bread and why? And so people will probably dive in with Aura Wheat or Dave's, um, I can't remember what it's called, Dave's Super Bread or something or Bad Bread or I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. But they're going to give you more um, option to like, feed into that. And the way the algorithm works and the way that social media works is that the the more words that are in a comment, the higher it's going to push your engagement up. And so the key is, is to get people to respond with more than one word answers or more than an emoji. And so we can facilitate that or encourage that by asking those open-ended questions. So what are some open-ended questions starters. So one would be, what do you think about? What do you think about the new job market and how things are um, changing to be more in favor of the employee? Or what do you think about um, red jello for Christmas cocktails? Or like, because people will just go like, what? That is horrible. Why would you want to do that? And so what do you think dot, dot, dot is a great way to start one of those engaging conversations? Another one is what's been your experience with blah, 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 blah. And so you see that's not a yes or no. It's like, please, you're basically saying expand on what your experience has been with, you know, such and such software. What's your experience been with ConvertKit? Or what's your experience been with your email software? And then you have the opportunity if people um, go in and answer that question to follow up because every time you follow up with their comment and they respond back, boom, 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 goes your um, post in the, in the feed. It's going to keep moving up and up and up. I had a client that just did this this week and she posted and I, and I watched it. It was on LinkedIn and I watched it. The first post was about how she was celebrating her birthday and she wanted to ask a favor. And it was basically she wanted to have people fill out a survey 
and get their feedback. And so she got a lot of really good traction there. And then she followed it up with a really simple question that was about um, the current state of, uh, she had pulled a statistic. And um, it was something like two out of eight people never even show up for a job interview. And her question was, what has been your experience with either not showing up or having not having someone show up for a job interview? And whoa, Nelly, did that thing explode? And so she really like she had over 900 comments on that, which for LinkedIn, that's insane. But part of that was because every time somebody would comment, she'd comment back, and then they'd comment back, and then she'd comment back. And so it was a lot of like going back and forth with her, but she was engaging that and creating that conversation and making it happen. And it was super exciting to watch. And so when she texted me with, you know, utter excitement that this was working, I wrote her back and I said, and so what are you posting tomorrow? Because now the algorithm is on the lookout for what is she going to do next? And so um, that's just a side note. But when you're asking these questions, and you have that open-ended opportunity for them to answer, people will expand and it opens up the loop for you to start having a conversation with them. And so the last um, suggestion I have for you on that one is you can start it with how has this shown up in blank, in your life, in your business, in, you know, at the gym, um, at the grocery store, whatever your business might be. Or you know, it might be, um, so if you're a coach, it might be, how has um, the use of whatever tool shown up in when you're working with clients? Or, you know, how has um, the topic of mindset shown up in your coaching business? And some people will say, no, nope, not at all, hasn't shown up at all. And some people will be like, oh, my word, total life changer. And you, you just don't know. But having that beginning of what or how or why? Why do you think this happens? Um, anything but a yes or no, like blank opening is going to encourage people to respond and leave longer answers and also um, open the loop for you to have a conversation with them. So that's tip number one is to start asking open-ended questions and everything you do, whether that's a blog post or if it's a social media post, specifically on social media, people will answer. Um, more often. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is to listen, 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 and then talk. So I'm going to tell you kind of a funny story about my aunt. So I have an aunt and she doesn't listen to this podcast. She probably doesn't even know it's out there. And so I don't feel too bad about talking about it. But I had to take my mom into the urgent care yesterday. And no big deal. She's fine. Um, she just twisted her knee wrong and it was totally swollen. And I just wanted to make sure that one, it wasn't like torn or if she, you know, God forbid she would have a blood clot or something weird. And so we were at the urgent care and she calls my aunt to tell her what's going on. And she's like, she does not even listen. And I was like, yep. And so you have people that will show up in your life and they are just waiting for you to stop talking so that they can talk. And that happened to be the case with my aunt. So my mom was trying to tell her what was going on and that we were at the urgent care and my aunt was just not listening. She was just like, okay, well, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And my mom's like, bah. so she was going a little crazy. Um, but we don't want to do that, especially with people we're trying to jump, you know, start a sales relationship with. We want to be the person that is constantly waiting for them to share their stories with us, to share their pains with us, to share 
their experience with us because one, it is a gold mine of information for you to create future products or shift your marketing message or um, just get feedback from things that are going on not only in the marketplace, but with your competitors' products and your products so that you can change and make um, shifts in those situations so that you are attracting more people with the language and with what they really want. So often people expect to not be listened to. They expect to be ignored and just talked over. So a perfect example is like if you are um, walking down the street and typically I will like, you know, somebody will say hi and I'll say, hi, how are you? And they're like, fine. And they walk by and then how are you? And Or they might respond with, how are you? Well, one, it, it's just habit and it's not really listening. But if you actually stop and say, great, you know, what is going on with you that, you know, you're doing really good. They're going to be like, what? Wait a minute. You actually listened to what I said. And if you dig a little deeper, you might actually find out they're not fine at all. They're actually horrible. They got in a car accident and they're... Um, dog got eaten by a coyote or who knows what. But you know, most people will just say fine because it's habit and they don't want to go into a conversation with somebody that's not going to listen to them. And I had this experience um, specifically when I was in Belize and it was kind of the opposite of the experience. And so when you're in Belize and you are struggling with the language, um, it causes people to listen more deeply And so whether I was like trying to spit out the, you know, 40 words of Spanish that I still remember, or I was trying to listen to somebody else speaking Spanish, it was often like I really had to listen to what they were saying and pay attention to what they were asking me. And so I really want to encourage us as marketers in our business to have that skill set to just really stop and go like, okay, wait, I need to say that a little slower so that I make sure I get it and I make sure I understand what you're saying. And so when you're having those conversations and you start to listen and listening is a practice, it's just like anything else. You have to practice active listening. And most of us don't do that. We're just busy and we go on about our day and we're not listening. We're tuned into our phone, you know, whatever might be happening. And so if you can choose to proactively listen and trick your brain into um, not just moving on to the next thing, but paying attention to specific words they're saying and then recalling them, including their name. Like that's like, there's so many ways that you can remember people's names and things out there. And it's um, one of the most forgotten things is like you can, especially as you get older, you can hear somebody's name. And then if you're not paying attention because your brain is in 15 different directions, you could ask them three more times and then you're still not going to remember what their name is. And so if you're active listening and you're listening and you kind of attach something to their name, Um, like, you know, if your name is Megan, maybe you're like, "Mm, Megan has maroon shirt on today. So Megan maroon. And so, you know, whatever that might be, but that's going to make your brain activate. So you're not just like on autopilot when you're having conversations with people, whether that's in real life, or even more importantly, if you're doing it online, because it's so easy to be distracted with your emails dinging in, your phone ringing, you've got the side window open and you've got, you know, maybe you have a project management software and things are clicking through, or you're trying to do a project while you're on a Zoom meeting. Our brain can't do that. And so we have trained ourselves to not be focused. And so when you integrate active listening into your marketing plan, you have to 
be intent on making that skill a habit. And it's, I'm not going to lie, it's not hard. It's hard. You're not going to get it right away. You're probably going to beat yourself up a little bit, but don't. Um, Just focus on trying to actively listen, especially if you are trying out the conversation piece we talked about in step one. You're really going to want to make sure that you're focused in on what that person is saying and asking poignant questions that let them know you have been listening to them. And so that's, that's tip number two is to do some active listening and practice active listening. And um, there's, I don't really think there's a way you can do it 24 hours a day. I think you would make yourself a little bit crazy, but you know, maybe you just practice it for 10 or 15 minutes, or you just, you, you know, carve out a certain time of your day that you're going to be focused on listening to other people or doing some listening in the marketplace to see what people are saying and, and things like that. Um, And that you are just really focused on that and you don't let other distractions get in your way. And, you know, set a timer. I did that the other day. I was on a phone call with a friend and I said, I have to set a timer because otherwise we'll just sit here and yak and I waste an hour, like an hour goes by. It's not wasted, but I, you know, I spend an hour and I I need to be focusing that time on doing other things. And so if you need to do that to practice your active listening, whip out your phone. We have this powerful tool or get an old fashioned timer or whatever's going to work for you. Set a time frame. go out and do just that. Go out and listen or have a conversation and actively listen or whatever that might be. And then um, up the time as you go through and that will help improve that habit for you. Tip number three is to be consistent. So if you're going to show up, for example, on social media, and I um, inferred this in my example when I was talking about my client that's on LinkedIn. If you show up consistently, one, you really gain a little bit more control of how often your posts are showing up on social media because people will start to see them and they'll be like, oh yeah, I see that they're posting again. I'm going to go ahead and and react to it and um, see, you know, um, I'm going to leave a comment. And so then when that person posts again, it's more likely that you're going to see their next post as well. But the more important part is, is that every time that someone that you want to get in front of, that you want to turn into a customer interacts with your brand, they're remembering who you are. They're remembering what you do and who you are and how they can, um, they will be able to reach out to you if they need your services or more importantly, even they can recommend you to somebody else. Because a lot of times we think, oh, so-and-so is going to be our customer or so-and-so, we just need to get them to sign on. But it really could be, you know, Sally's brother's cousin who needs it. But because you were top of a conversation they were having at their dinner party on Saturday night, because you kept showing up in their newsfeed or your blogs keep showing up in their inbox or whatever it might be, any number of things. Um, and preferably all of those things, they're going to be like, oh yeah, well, I remember, you know, Elisa is, she does this because she's, you know, I I got this great email and then they can talk about, you know, the email that you sent them or whatever it might be. But when you show up consistently, no matter what it is you're doing, so whether you're showing up in an inbox or you're recording a podcast or you're posting on social media or you're doing all of those things, you're more likely to get people to remember, oh yeah, they do this. Oh yeah, they do this. Oh yeah. And even subconsciously, if they may not be thinking, hey, um, I'm looking for somebody to help me with my marketing, subconsciously, when that topic of conversation comes up, say at a dinner party or at golf league, people are going to say, oh, I know someone who does that. 
And your name is going to come to the top of the list because you've done the work to one, create conversation, two, show up consistently um, in front of them, and three, um, show them that you have the solution to what they what they need you to do. And so people are busy. And we often think like, I have heard this many, many times from people, I just feel like I'm repeating the same things over and over. And I'm like, you are. Because what you're doing, it's like when you go on a bike ride on a, on a trail, like a dirt trail, the more times you ride your bike on that trail, the more you're going to dig a, a rut into that trail. And the more you ride in the rut, you, you know, the more defined it becomes and it works the same with your marketing. And so it may seem like you're repeating yourself again and again and again, and you're just saying the same things over and over and over. But as I said before, marketing is simply an exercise in memorization. And so if you want people to remember you and you want them to reach out and to work with you, we have to be good, really good at repeating that story again and again and again, because I don't know about you, but most often, like if I sat and thought about it, I'd be like, oh, what did I have for breakfast on Monday? It's Thursday. I couldn't tell you because we are busy, we are distracted, and we have a lot of things pulling at our attention. And so when you become that person on repeat in people's minds for what you do, that's when you're able to get traction and create conversation. And so... um The other little key piece of that, of being um, consistent, is that you show people that you're reliable and that they can count on you because you show up consistently. They're like, oh, yeah, Um, I see her stuff all the time. She's on, you know, I've had people say, you're on social media all the time. I'm like, no, not really. I'm just like, I don't say that to them, but I'm like, no, I just, you know, I have it set up so that I can. Um, have those things on repeat, or I have, you know, you put out a podcast all the time. Well, I do, but that's because I've set up a schedule where I'm batching those things and they um, show up consistently um, because I put in the effort to plan it to happen that way. And so um, consistency has a lot of different levels that are really, really good for your business and your marketing. Now I promised you a bonus and it's a very simple bonus. And this has come up multiple times, um, just this week, in fact, Um, and it comes up often with almost every client that I work with. And um, it is when we start to create messaging and we start to want to create a post, for example, for social media, or we want to um, create some copy for our website. So many times we start sentences with, I do this. I am the number one person that you can hire for your mental health because of, and you list out a laundry list of all of your credentials and all your experience. If you will do this one tip, it will change your ability to get traction 180 degrees. And it is simply from removing I from every sentence and changing it to you. And of course, you're going to have to rework the sentence, but you get what I mean. When you approach conversations with you instead of I, you open up the door for them to tell you more about who they are and even better connect with where they are right now in relationship to how you can help them. And when they recognize that you get where they are, it opens the door for them to want to know more. 
So that's your bonus. Change out every opportunity you can change out the word I for you. And it will make a huge difference in the traction you get with your marketing and in the conversations that you get to open. So thank you so much for tuning in this week. I will be back next week with another episode. I have some great episodes coming and I've got them all planned out and uh, we'll be recording those shortly um, so that they are ready and hitting your inbox soon. In the meantime, take care, be well, and I will see you soon. If you're like most entrepreneurs, you know you should be on social media, but they keep changing the dang rules. For Pete's sake, every day there's a new algorithm change. There's when you should post, when you should not post, what you should post. Should you do video? Should you do Insta stories? Should you do this? Ah, it's enough to make anybody crazy. And the worst part of all is that even if you're showing up and you have a huge audience on one of these platforms, you don't own any information about them. So when they change the rules, and you know they do, you are at their mercy. Well, what if instead you could own your audience? What if you had the power to show up in front of them, share what you want to share on your own time frame? Well, you can. In my new upcoming training, Own Your Audience, you're going to learn how to stop being at the mercy of social media moguls. Yes, social media is a great tool, but when you put all of your eggs in their basket, it's like renting an apartment with a horrible landlord who keeps changing the rent. You deserve better. You deserve to control and get in touch with your people on your terms. In the Own Your Audience training, you're gonna learn the five-step proven system that I've used with my clients for the last 20 years that gets you in front of your audience, builds conversations, builds connections, and best of yet, helps you sell your stuff. Because if you're not selling anything, it's really hard to stay in business. So join me for this free live training coming up. It is so easy for you to join and come and be part of this live training by going to alisaconnor.com forward slash own your audience. If you're tired of fretting about the next social media change and you're sick of being at the mercy of what to do, when to post, how to post, where to be, and you just want some sanity with your marketing, join me for this upcoming live training at alisaconnor.com forward slash own your audience. And I look forward to seeing you inside.